Amen. Praise God. Welcome, Grace Church and Grace Global, I guess. We have maybe 17 states or so that watch uh, on a really um, consistent basis in all the communities in the North Carolina area. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. God bless you. All the spiritual moms, all the moms, all the spiritual sisters out there. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, locking in, being faithful, being consistent. Thank you, mothers, for all that you do, especially in today's day and age. Some of you are homeschooling, you're providing, you're working, you're doing all kinds of things. I told my wife, Janie, this morning, uh, happy Mother's Day. All you have to do is cook and preach and clean and do everything else. It's going to be a good day. So God bless you. We love you. A couple announcements really quickly. We'll pray for the offering, and then I'll announce and bring my wife up here. We're going to have a night of worship this, uh, this Friday night, May the 15th. We're going to be live at 7 o'clock Eastern time. And so a uh, worship team is just going to lead us in some praise and worship into God's presence. We're going to take communion at some point in time uh, during that night. And so if you'd like to join us, you can join us for communion. You can join us for a night of worship. I think we'll be sending out some emails about 7 o'clock Eastern time, a night of worship, some of your favorite songs, some of the things that God is doing. We just want to be intimate with the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be a great, great time. And then Janie and I will be speaking next week on uh, some scriptures, but also some of our reopening plan here in North Carolina. And that won't take away from some of our online viewership as well. And so we're hoping that we're going to be able to reopen in part by May 31st. We'll have a final word uh, the weekend of the 24th. And so tune in next week because we'll be talking not only about some spiritual things, but about some reopening things and just some things that God's doing in our life together through this whole COVID-19. We pray you're staying safe. We love you. We thank God for you. And if you have a tithe or an offering, we're going to ask you just to raise it up to the Lord uh, right now. We're going to pray for that. Thank you for your continual support. Thank you for what God is doing here at Grace Church. Uh, we'll talk more about it next week, but we were able to feed 10,000 meals last month alone with your generous support. So thank you so much for what you're doing, for what God's doing uh, in your life, for what God's doing in our church life. Father, we bless, Lord, the tithe and the offering today. We bless, Lord, what you're doing. We thank you, God, that you are beyond faithful. Lord, you're astounding. Lord, even the disciples were astounded by the work that you did. We're astounded, Lord, by what you're doing, Father, Lord, here at Grace Church. Lord, Lord, Hickory, around the world, around the globe, in many, many, many states in this country, I speak a blessing now, Lord, to mothers. I speak a blessing, Lord, loud to the people who are giving faithfully, Lord, their tithe and offering. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said amen. Praise God. You know, Proverbs 31 says, woman, woman speaks Listen, because she has something to say. I want you to listen today, because my wife has got a word for you that I think will only bring will not only bring comfort and protection, but it will bring a lifelong legacy of the things that she has. I know you're in your house, but I'm just say, give it up for my wife, Janie. Honey, come and give a good word today. I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day, and thank you for who you are in Christ. Thank you, thank you. Real quick before he sits down, um, would you just pray over the word today? Thank you. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given Janie. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given her in this due season. It's fitting. It's proper. Pray a blessing upon her, Lord, not only as my wife and the mother of our children, Lord, but the matriarch of this church. I pray you bless, Lord, what she has to say. Bless this word. Let, let the hearts be open, Father, Lord, to hearers today to know that these are words of comfort and instruction that they can take with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I always say I am the most blessed uh, girl in the world, or chick this week, because that's what we're coming out of us talking about chicks, but I am so blessed. Smartest thing I ever did was marry that guy right there. That was, um, that was the best thing I did. And then he gave me four of the most incredible children that I, I, I know every mom feels that way, or I hope you do, but I really do. I am so blessed with my children. I have an incredible son-in-law, and I have two daughter-in-laws that I love. I love them all, and five grandkids that rock my world. So my life is um, over-blessed, um, and of course, God is always so good. So um, I'm excited to speak today just, uh, just because I mostly get to say to you, Happy Mother's Day. And I always like to say Happy Woman of God Day because... I know teachers, they mother our children when we're not with them, um, and so many people chose to not have children or didn't have children, but they are still spiritual mothers, so I just like to say happy Woman of God Day, and that's how I always like to start it off, but um, let me just start off with something funny, because that's what I always do, and I will say this is really different. Um, speaking to like all these empty empty seats, but I'm going to pretend that like Jerry's there and Carol's there and Michelle's over there and, and I know where you sit, so I'm just going to pretend like y'all are there. I'll pretend like Jill's right here because she came from Omaha this week, so I'm just going to pretend like the house is full of the girls because this is really, really weird to, to speak to nobody. How Pastor's been doing it, I don't know, so hearts and props to him for doing this, but I always like to start with something kind of funny. So here I go. A kid asked his dad, what's a man? The dad says, a man is someone who is responsible and cares for his family. The kid says, I hope one day I can be a man just like mom. I have somebody I'm giving that to. She can put it on her fridge. But um, that's just a joke, but... You know, I'm just saying, if, if you're not doing those things, then maybe men step up and do those things. But right now, moms have had to be kind of teachers because they're home, and they've had to do everything. So that can be rather, rather tough. I know as a mom of four, and at the time, I think I just had two, I was, um, Jessica had a lot of ear problems, and so I would actually have to go in the bathroom and shut the door and she would be in her crib, and Jill would just be Jill, because Jill was kind of like amazing and didn't have any illnesses at all at birth. And so uh, she never really cried. And I'd say, just sit in your room for a minute. And I had to go in, literally turn on the blow dryer and just have a cry for a moment. And maybe, maybe you're there. Maybe you've been there. And maybe you just say, some days it's just tough being a mom. And it really is. But let me tell you, when they grow up, if that's where you are, when they grow up, they're just your best friends in the whole wide world. I wouldn't trade a, a day or a moment. Um, being a mom is a very, very hard job, and so I want to first and foremost say thank you. Thank you to all the moms who 
who, who what you do, it is a very hard job because it takes your heart, you know. Um, we've went through something really hard this year, or well, last year at Christmas, and I never thought my heart could hurt that bad. But I look at it today, and I know that God is healing, and God's in control and gave us a word. So, so a shout-out to all you moms. I love you. Um, if I was on my computer, I'm just sending you hearts right now. Bop, bop, bop. I'm pushing my heart button because I can't see you. But I'm saying I love you so much, and I can't wait till we get to be together again soon. Um, in December, we had just finished up Christmas, and um, as a worship team, worship leaders, Christmas, you're exhausted by the time you're done with the musicians. We've practiced, and we've done so much. So pastor says at staff meeting, all right, we just finished Christmas. Now let's think about Easter. And we're just like, oh, come on, just let us breathe. And he said, and then after that, you know, it's Mother's Day. And I thought, oh, I don't think I can do it this year. This has been a really, really um, tough season. It was, it was just really hard on, on the Dolphin family, but things needed to be done that were done in today. Um, I'm grateful to say God is faithful and, and things are going great and God is in control of that. But he, he had asked if I would preach and, and for Mother's Day and I, I said, well, let me just pray about it. And what came to me was Psalms 91. And I thought, that is so not a Mother's Day. I always like to get up and speak about a woman. I thought this year I would get up and speak about Mary and how Mary um, had to clean up after Jesus. And, you know, uh, if we've watched The Passion of the Christ, that part always gets me when she's washing up the blood that, that he had just been beaten, and she's wiping that up. And I thought of all the moms who have to be home to be the teachers and the providers and the cleaners, and you're cleaning up after your kids. So I wanted to go there. But the Holy Spirit just put on my heart, no, I want you to go with Psalms 91. And I thought, I love Psalms 91. That's one of my favorites. But it's not a Mother's Day message. And this was in January. And um, this was before the pandemic had been mentioned or anything. And um, so then when the pandemic hit, I thought, well, it must be. He put that on my heart for this. And we'll talk about what Psalms 91 is all about here in just a minute. But I think I was about 11 or 12, and my grandfather um, pastored a church on the north side of Omaha, and my father pastored a church on the south side. Well, every so often, they would preach at each other's churches, and so my grandfather had came to speak at our church, and I can't tell you a lot of the messages that he spoke about, but this one has stuck with me forever, and um, I loved my grandfather. And I know he's, he's home with the Lord, but I'm going to see him again one day. He was just an incredible influence on my life. Um, there was times I would literally pick up the phone and call my, grand, my granddad and tell on my father. I would say, my dad made me mad. So I'd go pick up the phone and say, I'm telling grandpa on you, and he is going to get you in trouble. So I would call him and say, grandpa, my dad did this. And he would say, let me talk to him right now. You know, and of course, they'd laugh. But I thought I was just, you know, doing what you're supposed to do. But I loved him so much. But he came to preach, and he always made you feel so special. And that's what grandparents, I think, do and parents do. You always think they're, you're their favorite. Well, I, I do think I was his, but I think my sisters and my brother, and I think everybody thinks that. But he preached on Psalms 91. And I will quote, this is back from 11 or 12 years 
old, when I was 11 or 12 years old, he said this. He said, you may not need this today, but if you'll listen, I promise you will need this one day. And I'll never forget that. And I sent so attentive to his words, and, and I was right over there, and he had sat by me for the pre-part pre of service, and, um, and I just thought, oh, he's going to really preach a good word. So, so um, this is what he spoke on, and this has always stuck with me. And so I'm just going to share that this morning. And I know you all got this card in the mail. It's called Chick's Choice. Aaron made that for me. Great job, Aaron. He's amazing. He, I just kind of tell him what I want, and this is what he does. This is, we are so blessed. So um, on the front, it just says Psalms 91. And on the back, it's going to break down just some key words of what I'm going to tell you. But if you didn't get one because we didn't have your address or you, I, I didn't, I'm sorry, send it to you. What you can do, you can email info at gracechurch.tv, info at gracechurch.tv. And if you put your name and your address, I will mail you one of these cards that breaks it down. What I originally had wanted to do before the pandemic took place, I have a paper somewhere, let's use this one. Yeah, that's it. I was watching the news, and the news started talking about, in New York, they had said something like, for every one, every four people, people are just dying. And, and I had originally got this scripture, and what I was going to do for my four children, I was going to take the scripture, and I was going to do this crafty kind of thing, and put their pictures of their kids and them on it. I was going to make this beautiful collage, and I was going to send it to them for just because of this thing, you know, with sickness and the pandemic going, I, I just wanted them to be reminded that, that you need to cover your family and pray this every day. Well, as I was watching the news, I said, forget about the cute fluff and the pictures right now. I am just going to send this. So I did a snapshot of this, of what I have been studying. I don't know which camera I'm looking at, but I'm just going to go right here for a second. And so this is what I, I sent them a picture. And these are my words. It says, um, there's more, more than this. Just trust me. Pray this over your family and start right now every day. Just trust me. Because I was so concerned. And then what I did is I put it on my fridge. So you can see it here. And that's my, my children and all my grandchildren. Um, and Pastor and I every day have read this psalm over our children, and we pray over our children, and we pray over our church and over our siblings every day. So we've been doing this since this happened, but the Psalms 91 is actually, um, it is a promise. It is a covenant promise from God, and what I want to do is I'm just going to, I'm not going to take a lot of time. I'm going to break it down, and um, I'll tell a couple stories in between, and then I'm going to close with the song Psalms 91. So, if you have your paper at home, y'all can get it ready, Psalms 91, your card, or your Bible. And what I like to do is I like to circle it and write all kind of notes in mine. But a lot of this, I will be honest, came from my grandfather's studying, and it stuck with me forever, and then more research as well. But let's just start at the beginning. It says, Psalms 91, he who dwells, and I have dwells circled right there because that word means takes up residence. That means moves in, takes up, lives there. In the shelter of the Most High. Well, right there, we can put 
If you look on your cards, on the back, it says shelter. You can put protection. So we can say, he who dwells in the protection of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that word right there, Almighty, means most powerful. So most powerful, we know God is in control. He is powerful. He has this situation in our lives under control. And I will say, and I have that circled in my Bible because we want to verbalize it. We want to um, put our faith out. So some, sometimes we just think it in our mind, but I always, I'm a big declarer. I'm big at declaring things and saying it. Let your mouth say it. So I will say to the Lord, you are my refuge. That's my safe place. You are my safe place and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. And I have um, trappers that are on your back as well. And the pestilence, let me just tell you that word, trapper and pestilence, just so I don't skip that. But the pestilence, this just kind of blew my mind, um, that it means an epidemic disease. And I was like, wow, when I reread that and thought about that, that's exactly what the coronavirus is. It's an epidemic disease. So right here in Psalms 91, back in January, before this was ever the pandemic was ever going before any coronavirus was out there that we knew of, God said, I want you to speak Psalms 91. So I just thought, wow, that is so cool that you love us so much that you went before us. You're not worried about it. You're not scared, but that he will deliver us from every deadly pestilence, epidemic disease, and from the, tr the snare of the trapper. And the trapper is... Um, how would I explain it? A trapper is, you know, someone who goes out and sets traps, and they, they want to, to draw things in, or they want to they take you out, more or less. That's their goal, is to set a trap for you. And it was a few years ago, I sat in this, um, the first seat right over here, as the second one in, pastor sits there when we sit together, but I sat right there, and it was a few years ago, I was... Um, just here, and we have an amazing intercessor. I love her so much, but she had been in here praying, and then she got like a vision from God, and she called and said, Pastor and Janie, can I come in and talk to you? And we're like, of course. And she said, I had this vision, and in this vision, I'm going to try to keep it short because it's kind of long. She said, it was like you were um, stabbed in the back. And, you know, right away you think, oh, that's like, you know, spiritually... That happens all the time. I don't want to be funny about it, but it does. <laughs> it's part of, part of ministry. It's just what it is. So I thought, oh, that's what that is. But she said, no, it was, it was an, I actually felt like a knife come through your back and like it took you out. And I just want you to, I don't want to carry that. So I wanted to be sure you heard that. Thank you so much. And there was more, but, but for time's sake, that was what she saw. And then it was like a week later, our um, daughter-in-law, Emily's grandfather, he had a dream, and he's a, he's a godly man, and he had a dream and called Emily on a Sunday morning and said, Emily, I had this dream, and I have to tell it to you. I don't know if it's anything, but I had a dream about Drew's mom, that um, she was laying there as if dead, and Drew's father was laying over her just weeping and weeping. And so we thought, oh, my, this is... A trap or this is God is going before us to to offset the trap which, which is what happened and so it was just right after that like a week or so this man came into our church and he 
made such a fuss that he wanted to sit right behind me. He said, no, I have to sit there. And the person said, no, sir, you can't sit there. And he said, no, I have to sit there. And he said, you're not going to sit there. And he said, but I was told to sit there. So he wanted to sit directly behind my seat. So instantly, that's a red flag. And so we just kind of had security guys were kind of watching him and um, kind of seeing what was going on. And so we just kind of let it go for a few weeks. And then other stuff happened in between. But a couple of the guys took him upstairs and said, um, you know, hey, what's your motive? What's going on? And his mind was messed up, but he said he heard the voice say, I have to take that girl out. So he came in, he found me, and his goal was to take me out. So that was a trap that was set by the enemy. But this is what Psalms 91 says. For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper. So is that so cool? And I've had, oh, We've had many of those kind of things happen, haven't we, honey? So, but you know what? We don't fear because we have Psalms 91, and we don't walk in that fear because the trapper will come. And this next part, I love this. This is where the Mother's Day part comes in. He will cover you with his pinions. The word pinions means feathers or protection. I got feather on this morning. I got some feather earrings. You know, I always want to get a... Uh, a gift for the girls when, on Mother's Day. And y'all were going to get necklaces that had feathers on them. But you're not here. And I miss you. So <laughs> I couldn't quite do it. But um, maybe next year you'll get something fun. But feathers. And I love this so much. This is where the chick's choice comes in to the name. Um, why, why we chose this. It says he... He will cover you with his pinions, his feathers, his protection. And under his wings, you may seek refuge. I love that so much because under his wings, if you think of a, a hen, and, you know, I thought I'd speak about the eagle, but it wasn't. And Drew and I talked, and we were going to, like, get a tattoo artist out there and get a bunch of feathers. We thought that would be so sweet. Everybody get a feather tattoo. Wouldn't that have been cool? I don't know if Pastor would have went for that, but we talked about it. And so, um, but it's not about the eagle. It's about the hen. And it's the little hen. It's the mama hen who is out here and, and say an animal is coming, and it wants to take her little chicks. They're all over the farmyard, and they're just playing all over the place. And all of a sudden, maybe an animal that comes that, that wants to take one of her little chicks out, she puts her feathers up, and she begins to squawk, and she begins to make some noise. And, and I'm not going to do that, but I know you would laugh if I did. If she squawked, 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 and she made all kinds of noise, now, this is the key word that I have circled in my Bible. And under his wings, you may. May is a choice. Chick's choice. That chick has the choice to run under that mama's wings and get in there. And then she tucks them in. And that little wolf or whatever wants to come in and take them out, the chick made the choice to run undercover and be undercover. And God gives us that choice. I can cover you if you want me to. If you don't want me to, you want to be a lone ranger and be out there all on your own and do your own thing, that's your choice. But if you say, I'm going to be under the cover of Psalms 91, and when the enemy comes to take me out, I don't have to worry about it because I'm under the wings. I'm under the pinions. I'm under the feathers of the Almighty. And that's how we came up with 
chick's choice, and we're girls, and we're chicks. So, so maybe if your children are maybe made a choice that they didn't want to come undercover, maybe you just got to squawk a little bit. You just got to make a little bit of noise in the heavens. You got to get on your knees and you got to start praying. You got to start calling out their name and saying, hey, I've dedicated you to the Lord. I'm calling you home. You are coming home. So squawk a little bit if you need to do that for your, for your chicks. So I love that, that you may. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. That is a tower or a hiding place. You will not be afraid of the terror by night. Um, or the arrow that flies by day. So that's right there. That's a 24-hour protection. I, I, I just think that was not there by accident. So 24 hours a day, God is protecting you. And the terror by night, um, Marcus was young, and he liked to sleepwalk. And, and I was just so nervous, and I'm a light sleeper. And one day I went out, and I found him in the kitchen. And I'm like, what are you doing, Marcus? And you know, he, you know, he's like mumbling like that, not making any sense. I said, what are you doing in the can? And he's just making noise. He didn't even know I was there. And he was just talking, and he was totally asleep. And this continued to happen, and I was just so afraid. I had terror in my heart because I had other children, and I'm thinking, if he don't know I'm there, what's he doing? And so I put a bell on his door. So when he'd open his door, I would go out there and find him and follow him and put him back in his bed. Well, I had shared that with my mom, and she is an incredible woman of God. And she said, Janie, that's a terror by night, and that is a tormenting spirit, and you can take authority and power over that. So that's what we did. And um, praying mama, he, he never did it again. I believe he doesn't do that anymore. So, um, so you just got to take authority over your situation. I'm watching my clock. How am I doing? Okay, getting close. All right, or an arrow that flies by day. An arrow is something that is shot meant to offend you. So maybe that's a little thing that happens and you get offended. We need to learn to not walk in offense. We just need to know that this was an enemy, sent us an arrow, he shot it. It's meant to offend. Don't walk in offense. Or the pestilence, it's amazing that God mentions it twice. Pestilence, epidemic disease, lays waste. At noon, there's that 24-hour. A thousand may fall at your side, but they will not approach you. You will only look at it on your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For, because, you could say, for or because, choice, this is a choice, because you have made the Lord my refuge, even the most high, the dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. That is your home. I love that. Um, and he will give angels protection over you, which is so true. But up here, the word destruction, I'll take a second, and I'm going to tell you about that real quick. Destruction is, um, I got that written here, it's a natural disaster. That is something like a tornado or hurricane, something that happens natural, a big old storm that comes Right here, he's saying, or destruction that lays waste, it's not going to affect you. I'm not saying you won't ever have it, but God's going to take you through it. But we had a little A-frame cabin in Warsaw, Missouri, when we pastored in Shenandoah. That was kind of our getaway, our little safe place that we would just go to. And so it wasn't built on a foundation. I don't even think it was built on a slab. I think it was just kind of there because there was dirt in the bottom, but it really wasn't a basement. It was kind of a cr little crawl space. 
And we were down there one night, and all of the dolphins do weird things, and we sleep over, and we spend the night because that's who we are. And it's a one-bedroom. It had a loft, and then you could see out all the windows. It's just this little cabin. And all of my little chicks, you would say, are all down here sleeping on the floor, and they're all sleeping in this nothing but glass windows. And I heard this storm come, and I got up and kind of looked over our little loft thing, and I looked out. And out the window, you could see this big old tree where a tree would be like this. It was totally flat, and it was swirling. And I thought, oh, Jesus, we are in a little A-frame. <laughs> Y'all thought I was going to say something. I was not. <laughs> Y'all, the crowd thought I was going to say something funny, the little workers. I was just was going to say, oh, my. And so, um, yeah, that's why I don't get the mic much. Jesus. But that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I said, peace be still. I spoke to this tornado that was totally hitting us. And my mind went to Psalms 91 in this word that my grandfather said, you're going to need this one day. This was a day I was needing it. It was destruction, which meant you have authority over that tornado. It's not coming. We had no safe place to run. And it just whirled, and it whirled, and that tree was flat. And I'm looking at my, my kids. They are sleeping. I know we're in a tornado and have nowhere to go. And so the next morning we got up, and it was on a lake. And so all these boat docks were just out in the middle of the lake, and boats were everywhere. Houses were totally wiped out. Roofs were gone. Trees were down. We did not even have sticks on our whole property, not a stick. It was totally fine. And just right up the road was a um, visitor center. It was a beautiful place you could go at the Truman Dam, and you could visit it. And that was totally closed because all of the windows were totally blown out. And I remember that, words from my grandfather. You're going to need it one day. That was a day I needed, Psalms 91. So when you are having any fear wanting to attack you, I just encourage you just to get your Bible out and start reading Psalms 91. That's what you need to do, and so you don't have to have that. I'm going to move up here to verse 13. I love this, and this is so cool. It says, you will tread. The word tread right there means to do battle anywhere your feet will hit. But back in, like we can think of David, who would um, go out and kill the lion or the bear or Goliath. And what would he do when he was done? And this was not just him, but it was the, this was the Bible times. He would take his foot and he would put it on the person he just defeated. And he would hold up his sword and he would make a statement that I treaded on you. I took authority over you through the power of my God. And that's what he, he did. And so, um, this, you know, you read Psalms 91, you think, I have no idea what this means. And that's how I would have felt. That you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent will not trample down. Okay, so on your, your little flyers, I wrote what that meant for you because one day you're, you're going to need this. Um, the lion and the cobra, they represent bold problems bold situations, things that come out of the middle of nowhere. I was coming home from my sweet niece's, Mark, actually Mark's niece's wedding. We were driving home. I was totally fine. And all of a sudden, 
I had a pain in my back, and I thought I had the flu. I was so sick. I got in the back seat. I laid down. I just began to be sick and sick and sicker. And then most people know what happened. We got back. I went into the hospital. I turned septus. Um, hearts shutting down. Blood pressure's gone. They said I had a 5% chance to live. Out of nowhere, a lion or a cobra, a cobra came after me. Out of nowhere. But because Psalms 91, we stood on that. We declared that this was not going to tread us. This was not going to take us down. And so, by the grace of God, Memorial Day comes. Every when it comes, we always celebrate. That's my birthday. That's my day I was healed. And so, well, nine days later, I was healed. So, but that, that's what we would call a bold. It came out of nowhere, like a lion would just boom, all of a sudden attack you. So if you have something that out of nowhere, something just comes and wants to take you out, you say, I take authority over that lion or cobra problem. But then it says the young lion and the serpent. Well, the young lion, that represents, it's right here in our papers, but that represents like subtle, just subtle little things, maybe in your mind. Something's attacking your mind and you think, well, I'm not good enough or I can't do that. Just little subtle thoughts. Somebody said something and my, my feelings are hurt. Just a young, that's just a little thing that kind of wants to take you out. We have authority over that. Or a serpent, which represents sneaky. You know, you think of a snake, kind of sneaky, sly. Well, we know that's the enemy who wants to come in and take us out. But according to God's word, we do not have to walk or worry about that. We have authority to tread on it. So maybe today you just need to do a little bit of treading. You just need to put it under your feet. You need to take it down and just say, you know what? My kids are away from the Lord, but I'm going to tread on that. My job, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to tread on that. Um, finances, your marriage, whatever your situation, God has given us the authority and the power to actually tread upon it. Then it goes on here real quick. It says, and I love this because he turns from the third person all of a sudden to the first person. And that is so cool. It says, because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. So all of a sudden, third person, now he's in the first person. So you can, I think that's so you can put your name right there. So, so I'm going to say my name, but you say your name, okay? Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will... I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He calls upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him. I will honor him with a long life, a satisfying life and salvation. And there is like so much in there that, that Pastor and I may talk a little bit more about that because I don't have time to get into all that. But I want you to know that he changed it. So you can say Janie has the authority to be set free over anything trying to take her down. Your name, whatever your name is, put it there. He was going to answer you. His protection and deliverance, health and provision is more than just wishful thinking. It's a promise that we can actually hold on to. That was what my grandpa said. And I just, it resonated in me forever that you're going to need it one day. So... Maybe you're in a place today and you're just sitting there in your home and you're just saying, I just need Psalms 91. 
I need to start living it. I need to start reading it every day because I need that protection that God has for me because the enemy has wants to set traps to take us out like he has me so many times, but he doesn't win. He doesn't win because we have power to tread upon all of those situations. I wrote this down, and it just, it's kind of my closing word, but it says, I will... I will dwell in God's presence. And that's how it all started. I will dwell. Remember, I will set up residence. I'll set up residence in God's presence presence, because that's where it's at. It's just being in his presence. You will experience God's protection and you will enjoy God's promises if you choose. That's your choice, to live in his promises. Back to my grandfather's quote. You're going to need it one day. It's not wishful thinking. It's a promise that he wants to give to you if, um, if you choose to make that choice. So um, I'm going to close with a song, and it's Psalms 91. Um, but let me just pray for you, and then I'm just going to go in and switch, get a mic going here. But let me just pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have given us a promise of protection over each and every one, over our children and our children and our ch grandchildren. Father, I just pray, Lord, that Psalms 91 would resonate so heavy upon all of our hearts, that, Lord, through this pandemic, we wouldn't look at, at fear, but we would look at it with faith. And we would know, Lord, that you have all things in control. You got this. And every situation that we're facing, it is not too big for you. We make the choice today to stand under the umbrella, under the feathers, under the covering of you. And we love you and we thank you today. In Jesus' name. All right, we're going to sing one more song, and I hope you just sing it with me.
it's all about. In every situation you're looking at right now at this very second, it's all about trust. It's all about trust to say, God, I trust you. Hardest thing in the world is to take your babies, your little chicks, and put them out there and say, I trust you. Hardest thing I think I've ever had to do in my life. Hardest place I was ever at. Maybe it was last December where I had to go in my room and shut the door broken. But I had to say, God, I trust you because you're bigger than this situation. And he's so faithful. He has come through and he's not done. God's got this. Amen. So trust him. No matter what it looks like, no matter your situation, just start saying, God, I trust you. And start declaring Psalms 91 over your family, over your life. You may not need it today, but you're going to need it one day. I love y'all so much. Happy Mother's Day. Be blessed, and we will see you soon. Love ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.